Welcome back, everybody. This is the Blackwash Podcast. I'm your favorite host, Larry Sampson, with my co-host, Destiny Johnson. I know you guys missed us, and I'm sorry we were away from you, but we were both handling business. I was feeling a little under the weather, and I was trying to make sure when I give it to you, I give it to you right. So I didn't want the big chocolate daddy to come on your airways and not sound like me and not feel like me, so we had to take it off. But we back, and we're in full Form. And speaking of full form, shout out to my Phoenix Suns. You know how we always start off the episode talking about what's on my mind. Um, what's on my mind is the Phoenix Suns. We just got finished whooping up on the Clippers. And before we get started, let me tell you what this symbolizes, right? So many people have, because everybody knows I'm a diehard Kevin Durant fan, and everybody kept telling me, Oh, if they would have had Kawhi. Oh, if they would have had, you know, Paul George. Well, if my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. So none of that matters. None of that happened. So the thing I want to tell people is about the loser mentality. So many people out there make excuses for why they're not successful in life, make excuses for why things don't go their way, make excuses for why they're not living the life they want. That's the loser mentality. Winners say, I got it done no matter what. And for in order for the Suns to win the championship, we had to beat whoever the hell the Clippers put out there on the court, and we did that. So all of you guys making excuses for that, I just want you to know that you are living the loser mentality. So I just want to leave y'all with that. When y'all go out in y'all everyday life, you can take one or two paths. You can take accountability, and you can say at the end of the day, the end result is the end result, or you can make excuses for why things didn't go your way. And we going on to the next round. So the haters going to hate, but the real motherfuckers going to appreciate. Destiny, what's on your mind before we get into today's subject? Well, none of that. Just in case anybody was wondering, though, I did have a great birthday. I just got back from the Bahamas. I caught something out there because I was sick ever since I've been back, but I feel a little bit better today and rejuvenated and ready to get back to it. Um, sadly, we have to talk about some disturbing things that have been going on in the news. First of all, I do wanna say that the news is very active and we chose today's topic as wisely as possible. There are some very interesting settlements in the news and firings and all this stuff. And I want to talk about that Don Lemon stuff on another episode. Yeah, but today we are just talking about pretty much the stand your ground in a different way. Yeah, so let me get into it. You know, a tragedy that's become all too familiar, I feel, and I'm, I'm sure Destiny feels the same way and a lot of our listeners feel that way, and that's another shooting of a young black male. I will say the one bright spot in all of this so far is, well, there's two bright spots so far. One, the young man appears to be recovering at home and has not died. So that is that is one positive. Another positive is it seems like the prosecutor seems genuinely interested in prosecuting this case to the full extent of the law. So those after are two, the media outrage. Yeah, of course, after the media outrage. But those are two things that are definitely on the positive note. But so just so you guys kind of know the backstory, 
16-year-old Ralph Yarl, I think that's how you pronounce it. It's Y-A-R-L. So his mom sent him to go pick up his brothers. Um, he has two uh, younger twin brothers, and she sent him to go pick up his brothers. He went to go pick up his brother. Apparently, he was at the wrong neighborhood. I think it was like 115th or 116th Street that he ended up, and he needed to go with 115th, 116th, something else that didn't end in street or whatever. It was something to that effect. It was like a minor mistake or whatever. He approaches this 85-year-old Caucasian, I believe he's Caucasian, man's house, and he knocks on the door and immediately from from the stories immediately the the guy comes and he shoots him in the face first shoots him in the head first and then shoots him i think also in the chest and he alleges that the reason why he shot him was because that he feared for his life and thought that the young man was trying to break into his home so there's two sides of the argument there's there's one one people say, hey, it's this 85-year-old man. He lives by himself. He sees somebody he doesn't know who's, you know, playing with the door, whether he's not he's trying to open it, whether he's trying to knock it, but he's at his door and he doesn't know. There's another contingent of people who are saying, yeah, irrespective of him being 85 and living by himself, is it is it so much of a threat if the young man was just knocking on the door? If he was just, you know... Like, he could have been a Jehovah's Witnesses, not trying to say anything religious purposes, but you know people come out for various reasons. He could have been selling something for a school. There could have been so many different reasons why he's at your door, and the first thing you do is pull your gun out and shoot him in the head and shoot him in the chest. And I just want to say first and foremost... I also want to say, what stop you for a second, what I heard a recanting of the story is that the young man came to the door, he was shot in the head, and then after he was on the ground, the guy came up again and shot him in the chest when he was no longer a threat. So that is what the issue here is, is that second shot. Because even if you did feel for your life, at that point, this man was no longer a threat to you if that is quote unquote what you felt. And no, and yeah, that's absolutely a good point that when he shot him again, he was no longer a threat. But I want to say one, yeah, that goes that speaks to his state of mind during the entire thing. But also, like I said, I want to kind of just highlight the fact that let's say, and and like I said, I'm not saying the facts support this argument. Let's say he had no intention to act with malice, right? That doesn't mean he didn't do anything unlawful. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, it, it affects the degree to which what he did was unlawful, especially if the young man ends up dying. But like, it doesn't take away if whether or not what they did was right. And I think we it's so often the case when we discuss, um, especially like police brutality, where we go, well, did the was the policeman racist? Like, let's go look at his Facebook. You know, did he say, you know, anti-black things? And like, we, we have such a tendency to go and try to find the racism. Like, where it's like, where's Waldo? Where's the racism? Where's the racism? And it's like, yo, even if there's not racism, there can be an unlawful action. And so 
regardless, because there's a lot of people who are going to look at the man's age and go, 85, 85. If I was 85 and I lived by myself and somebody looked like they were trying to get in that, I was going to do X, Y, and Z and be scared for my life. That doesn't mean that what you're doing is not against the law because it has to be a reasonable fear, right? It has to be the fear. Like, I could just be a naturally, I could be, it has to be something that's, would put the average person in a reasonable state of fear, right? So if I was just a naturally scared person and I was scared of my own shadow, I can't just walk outside with a gun and be like, ooh, this person scared me because they moved too fast and I shot him. Like, people are going to be like, okay, you might not have meant to do it. You might not have malice in there, but you still did something that was illegal because it was unreasonable. So I think a lot of time the conversation shifts to whether or not it's racially motivated and I think it should, we should keep in mind that illegality can be present even if racism is not, which I think it was in this case, but I'm just saying. Yeah. So this story was very interesting to me because there was also another story in close proximity to when this occurred about a young lady who was 20 years old, but she was fatally shot. She um, was not a black lady. I don't know. I want to say that she was white, but I don't know. You know, everybody is just like so racially ambiguous nowadays. And same situation. She was looking for someone and went into some guy's neighborhood. The guy, he was an older guy too. Not that older, probably like 65 or something. And she was with friends and she was shot dead. And he is also saying, you know, he felt threatened for his life. And I just thought this was interesting. Everybody knows that, like, I paid close attention to all the news sources, and I got this from Fox News. They didn't report on the, the Black team, of course, but they did report this on her. And I'm just like, are people really fearing for their lives like this? As soon as someone comes in your driveway, what if you ordered a package? Are, what are you talking about now? Well, well, I think you would know if you are. But no, 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 no. I'm actually glad that you said that because, like, for all he could have known, the guy could have worked for Uber Eats and been at the wrong house, could have been at, you know, work. I mean, probably not UPS because you're in the, you're like in the uniform. But there's so many reasons why somebody, especially in today's age, could be at your door. And so, like, I can guarantee you if so, and like, and don't say, oh, it's a different situation. If a group of Girl Scouts was at a black man's door and he just pulled his gun out and shot them and said, hey, I thought these group of women were trying to, you know, not sell me cookies, but rob me, people would be like, that's absurd. That's crazy. Why would you think that? You know, Girl Scouts might go door to door, you know, and it's like similar, like people, irrespective of somebody being lost, somebody can knock on your, just the other day, I was in my garage lifting weights and somebody came to our door and was asking us if we wanted to support some petition. And it's like, no, bitch, I don't. But also <laughs> like, but also like, but no soliciting neighborhood, first of all. But no, but like, we didn't just like, like, just be like, oh my God, she's trying to rob us. Like, oh, what is she here for? We ain't never seen this woman a day in our life. We don't know nothing about the woman. But we don't just assume people are coming to do us harm. Like, how is that rational? And that's, that's the basis on what's going to be judged if this reaches trial, is the reasonableness of it. Like, is this reasonable? 
how many break-ins were in the neighborhood? Like, did you have an attempted break-in before? Like, what was your mindset? So, I mean, that's all things that are going to come into play here. I mean, of course, the story is still developing. And like this young man, I don't think I've heard one bad thing about him. Because, you know, the media loves to smear the victim when the, the victim is colored. So, hey, I have not use colored anymore. Stop it. Well, I didn't want to say just black, but anything, Latino, whatever, was, yeah. A person of color. But no, but the one thing I will say, though, is the the, the man's ex-wife came out and said that he had violent propensities. Like, even when she was married, to, now, granted, she ex-wife, if you and know. his grandson. His grandson also did an interview and was like, yeah, my grandpa's kind of racist. Yeah. And, and like. And First of all, did your whole family like disown you? Because why are they doing all of this right well, now? I'm glad you pointed out the grandson because I was about to say if you if you pull a number of my ex girlfriends, they might say X, they might say Y, you know, depending on how hurt they are that they lost me. But it's just like you know, for his grandson to come out and be like, yeah, he had these you know racial kind of feelings, and his ex wife to like come out and say, yeah, he he always kind of had this racial thing to him. Like, I think that's probably telling, but that's, that's not to say like necessarily that that 100% means that it, it took place. Like it was front of mind in this particular scenario, but I think it, I mean, logic would dictate that it would like, if you naturally are distrustful of people of color and then a person of color comes to your door and you're saying you're afraid, you can't tell me the color's not playing a role in that. Yeah. Well, my advice to him, oh my goodness. First of all, if he even reaches trial, he looks, I'm not even trying to be funny, but he looks like he is about to go any second now. If you guys have seen his mugshot, like, I don't even know how he had the strength to pick up a gun and pull the trigger. Like, disturbing the way this man looks. Like, all he had to do was open the door. The little boy would have been frightened and ran away. But it's oh. my, just my advice to him is, I don't know. I don't know. Just count. Man is eighty five though. The man is eighty five. Count, and he's a bad eighty five too. Like he looks every bit of it or more. <laughs> and then it's just like yeah. now. See what you're doing is wrong, and it got Don Lemon in trouble. You can't even if they're not good people. You can't go on people's looks and say stuff like that because people. Excuse me. This is my own personal platform and this is my personal opinion so i'm not doing anything in the wrong here so let us shall i continue my advice to him is just to i don't have any advice to him he might want to cut a few people out of his will at this point because like i said any day <laughs> if he has a will like scratch a few names off but yeah, that just, it, it just makes me have so many questions. Like, what, what are we thinking? I will say one day in my, my building, there was a group of like frat boys at the pool one day. And I was like, wow, I'm going to call the police because I was actually working and it was disturbing me. And I was like, I am scared. There's no way these people live here. And my cousin, you're such a Keisha. You're such a Keisha. A black my cousin parent. was like, my cousin was like, 
you cannot call the police on these guys. Like the police aren't going to believe you because I don't know. They weren't black, but I was, she was like, if you say that you're scared, they're, they're not going to come. They're going to like hang up and just not report to it. So it's just like, why if I have a situation like that, I can't use that as an excuse. But by the way, five year old man can't use that as an excuse. By the way, I hate that you were trying to weaponize the police. Don't do that. You are a black woman and you know the repercussions of weaponizing the police. And just because there was some mild inconvenience, you want to bring police involved where you know some of them are untrained to deal with certain type of situations and violence can be a predicate to that. I wouldn't I wouldn't have done that. First of all, I didn't. Not a predicate result of it. First of all, I didn't do that. And when I do need the police, there are no way to be found. I've had several packages taken from my house. Ask me. You have packages. Ask me where the investigation is on that. I have not even received a phone call, a follow-up, anything. The police do nothing. They wait for social media to resolve all the investigations that are pending or they just close them. No, let me not go on and off about police officers, but I know a few and I know that they are a little bit worthless. But anyway, yeah, this is a very sad situation. I'm so happy that he's recovering and that this wasn't fatal for this young man, but also for that young lady, it actually was fatal. I want to say her name too. Um, her name was Kaylin Gillis. She was 20 years old. She was killed for the same situation. And it's just like, you know, this is just a repeated situation ever since Trayvon Martin. And it's just like, you guys, like, come on, people make mistakes. Let's not be trigger happy all the time. And like, there's definitely a problem in America with these people and their damn guns. That's all I got to say. But yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, no, I certainly agree. And like I said, I wish everybody peace, love, and prosperity. Be careful out there. And like I said, take a second to think. I, I know a bunch of people think like, yo, if I take that second to think, it's either me or them. And it's like, like take a time to think and make sure that your actions are the right actions in the moment. Because a split-second decision can have um, life-altering you know, repercussions. So just, just keep that in mind and enjoy y'all day, man. Yeah, thanks. All right. Thanks, you guys, for listening. And if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to our podcast. I am Destiny Johnson. I'm Larry Sampson. Thanks for joining us. And remember, we said that shit. And we meant that shit.